retrospective, or retro, is a crucial step in the Agile feedback loop, and it invites us to reflect on the past to improve the future. But too often in business, we skip this step due to our busy schedules or that feedback can sometimes feel uncomfortable. So let's take the time today to explore the power of retrospectives and how this great ritual can help you develop as an individual, as well as in your team and whole organizations. Welcome to Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. I'm Natal Dank. And I'm Tom Haak. And we explore the latest hot topics and business challenges impacting the people side of organizations. Stick around to the end for our practical top tip. And if you find this discussion valuable, please subscribe. Okay, so we're going to explore retrospectives today. And this ties into the theme of continuous improvement, which is kind of the mantra of modern business. Retrospectives are really interesting. It's a crucial part of agile ways of working. And it's separate to reviewing the product. So most of our listeners will know that in Agile, you always take time to review the product with your customer and look at the what you're working on. But retrospectives actually is taking time out as a team to look at how you're working. So how you've collaborated and the tools you've used to get the job done. What's your thoughts, Tom? Why is it important to take time out as a team to look at how you've worked? And why should this be a separate step to looking at the product itself? Many teams are dysfunctional. It's, it's very difficult to have great running teams. And we know that giving feedback to each other and learning from each other and becoming a really powerful team is not easy. And that's why the retrospective also as a discipline, and I think that's important not to have it as a one-time event once per year, or uh, but as a discipline saying, okay, what can we learn as a team? How can we become a, a better team? How can we improve the way we work as a team on different subjects? So the product, of course, is an outcome of the teamwork, but that's separate because you will be working on other projects, on other things, in other teams. So what can you learn? And that discipline, to have that frequently, to have it in your system and not, oh God, uh, because initially people, they don't like it necessarily because you will get feedback and it's not about you, but it's about the team. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's a powerful practice, but it's not used enough. No, definitely not. And so the retro should be done on a regular basis, as you pointed out, and ideally every few weeks, um, at least every month. And it's about a safe space where people share stories and experiences, as you've just suggested, on the last cycle of work, so the last sprint. So again, it's this sort of, it's a discipline, do it over and over again. And the idea is the more we do this, the more comfortable we are at talking about failure and feedback just as much as achievements. So you've sort of touched on it a little bit there, but are we fearful about talking about failure and feedback in business? Is this why we don't like to do the retrospective? What's your thoughts on that? I think so, because you talk about a safe environment. Yes. But often environments are not safe. So, so the experience are, are often not too positive. So safe mm. environment, I think that's important. And you ha is, that's not yeah. something you can say, okay, from now on, we have a safe environment. You have to create that. And people have to realize that it's really a safe environment. In another episode, we will talk about self-managed teams. 
Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's easier maybe in a self-managed team than in a team where the boss is sitting there. It's okay, let's have a... Re- you can say everything about me. and But that's often not a safe environment. Definitely. And I think that's why you have seen it come about as a an essential tool of sort of agile self-managed teams. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because it is this... It's connected to that idea that we're all in it together and we can develop together. Um, what I would say is if you do have a leader role, then uh, they definitely should shouldn't be the facilitator. You should definitely get someone that's objective. And what I have found works really well is have people from other teams be the sort of agile coach or scrum master for your team and they come in and they help you facilitate the discussion. Also using tools like you can do a sort of a a little questionnaire or a health check before you have the discussion. So you've got a bit of data to work on and definitely use lots of different formats. So there's some great references out there that's on the PXO Culture website. And the different formats actually help guide the discussion and they help people feel safe, which I think is really important. Yeah. And I think we should note also the cultural differences because there are big cultural differences. And in some cultures, it will work a little bit more difficult. So you have to take that into account, especially in multinational teams. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And create things like silent brainstorming and, you know, taking time to allow people to think about things before they talk about it. You know, if you're in a face-to-face environment or online, use things like a whiteboard and post-it notes or sticky notes to ensure that people are writing down their notes, they're putting it up to be visual, and then you can explore what's up on the board rather than just, you know, hearing from the loudest person in the room. You could also take the concept of a retrospective into your personal life. So taking time out to reflect on a meeting you've just done or a presentation you've just delivered. Um, And of course, going and seeking out feedback. But I've also seen HR professionals use the retrospective format to go and work with business teams. So how is a business team going about strategy or their ways of working, or also to explore a topic like talent or diversity, equity and inclusion. So it's actually a really nice format for that. And I think the format's really important because what I have found is all you need to ask is a few up questions and you've already got loads and loads of data to start using. So actually know that you're going to have a lot to talk about um, and, and sort of time box around that. So I thought for a practical tip, Tom, we could demonstrate doing a retrospective and we could use one of my favorite formats, which is called the feedback matrix. Okay. Uh, so it's it's got four questions, nice and simple. And let's reflect on our life cycle. So what it's been like to work together up until now uh, through the episodes that we've done together. So the first question, Tom, is what do you think has worked well? So what's worked well about uh, our working relationship? I would say one of the elements that worked well is the interaction. So the combination, Natal and Tom. I think that that's a, a good mix of styles and a, a good mix. And we, we fit well together in that respect. So I think that worked well. We, d- we do. And I, I often call us the, uh, I'm the Aussie optimist and you're the kind of honest, direct duchy <laughs> that says it how it is. <laughs> but that's kind of, the dynamic yeah. goes well, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, okay, so then the next question is what hasn't worked so well? So what are some areas to improve or change in the future? Yeah, I've, I've put one thing down here. We always talk too long. And then poor Tim, who is editing, he has to cramp it in. 
it would be a lot easier if we would stuck to nine, nine and a half minutes and that was it. <laughs> I know. And uh, uh, I've noticed that we're better when we're prepared. Um, uh, but of course, we've got to take the time out to prepare first. Uh, but then sometimes when we prepare, we talk even more. So that there's always this sort of dynamic of how we yeah, can yeah. Uh, yeah, manage our conversations in a better way. And what's been your, so the third question is, what has been your biggest insight so far in working together? Well, I think one of the insights is clearly that, that it's amazing how much you can get across in, in around those 10 minutes. Definitely. Initially, I thought, what, well, 10 minutes, what can you do? But you, you can do quite some things in 10 minutes. Yeah, definitely. And my insight is that I learn something every time. So sometimes I come into these topics thinking I know all about it, and then I always learn something and a different perspective, um, which, again, is that nice dynamic that we have with each other. And then the final question is, what have you appreciated? So what do you appreciate about working together? We already mentioned uh, uh, some things, but uh, I would say, one, we can have a good laugh and we can learn from each other. And I think that's important. I can learn from you. You can learn from me. And, and uh, that, that's worthwhile for me. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Mine is that I find this quite fun. So thank you for, for making it fun. And definitely thank you for having a laugh each time. <laughs> And then uh, what would you do in a, if this was a retrospective? What would we now do with those points? So now we would always want to highlight one improvement for the next cycle. Okay. So, And I do definitely suggest that you should only really take one into the next cycle because the more improvements to take, the more you've got to prioritize when are you going to get the improvements done and how to get them done. So again, just focus on one key thing every time. And if you do this on a regular basis every few weeks, you'll actually be able to drive that continuous improvement loop, which is what we want. Thank you for your time today, Tom. Another great discussion and a great retrospective. This is Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. If you found this discussion valuable, please subscribe. Have a great day.